Ladies and gentlemen, this is entitled Weekend. And welcome to Entitled Weekend. And it seems as though every time we take an extended break, something always happens. And we can't avoid that. But um, and anytime we take an extended break, we always bring somebody different. So um, uh, you'll you'll be happy to know that uh, Entitled Town, a resident email of Vinnie Jace is joining us along with Bill. And first, I want to get to this Brady retirement. And I'm not putting it in quotes because it for all intents and purposes, it seems real. Again, maybe this won't age well in 40 days, just like the last retirement, but it, it seems real. I mean, we talked, uh, the guys talked about it on Entitled Town earlier this week. Uh, it 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 seems real, but to me, um, I don't know if you guys had this feeling. It just felt like, eh, it felt like, you know, good, good for you, but okay, let's move on. <laughs> Did you guys feel the same way? Because I know I did. Bill, what yeah. about you? Yeah, I mean, we talked a lot about it. Um, I know you reposted the pod where we talked about the the first retirement. I mean, I'm going to appreciate those memories, but there are things that have changed since then. Um, I think, you know, I don't want to la- belabor too much today because um, I think the, you know, the, the weekday crew really, really nailed the topic down. But, you know, the Miami footsies thing does leave a sour taste in your mouth, makes you feel a certain type of way. Um, and certainly has taken me from a place where I was, you know, sort of, I would have been sitting on the opposite side of the aisle from, from Ironhead there in regards to defending, but, you know, I would have been defending Brady a lot more, but I, I it's hard. It's hard to, um, you know, I think that a lot of things that we've seen are not things we ever expected from Brady. The, the retirement out and back in was not something we expected from Brady. Um, you know, certainly if he ever, you know, and he signed his retirement papers, it seems legit. But if he came back again, he's a dick pic short of being Brett Favre. And that's a problem. It's just, it, it's just, you know, things <laughs> we mean, would never I mean, expect. I mean, I mean, he got close to a dick pic earlier in the week with that underwear a selfie, which, I, you know. I, yeah, I, I care about <laughs> him signing a one day contract with pants more so than with the Patriots. Um, but in short, I just, I, I think that the the conversation around it was odd um but i loved hearing belichick and brady talk and reading the transcripts more so because it wasn't an ad every 30 seconds in the transcript of the um let's go pod that they do and i i thought that was wonderful it was nice there was a level of closure there i think the week guys weekday guys hit on that as well um just hard to you know feel more I guess, sentiment um, when somebody was not super sentimental about their time with you and they were going and getting ready to talk about the next thing. I'll always appreciate what he did, excited for you know him to get the red jacket, excited for him to get the gold jacket. All of that deserves the credit. It's hard to, you know, hard to wash away the feelings of 20 years of success. That's not anything I'm going to take away from that. But at the end of the day, it's, you know, thank you for the time but we'll see you know to quote ironhead see you at the red jacket ceremony see you at the gold jacket ceremony and see you at the one day contract if you want to do it don't really care but i would sort of love it because the media people are seeming to think that would be some type type of a front to humanity if you signed it Vinny, it seems as though the, the uh one day contract thing is is picking up steam in such a way that, you know, Kraft went to, went on CNN and was <laughs> talking about it. And he even made it a video saying that he hopes Brady does it. I mean, where are you, where do you stand on that? Are you like, whatever, or are you, or, uh, or does this mean, or does this mean something to you? Does it mean, is it, is it going to be something that you're looking forward to? And you're like, I, I can't wait for this. <laughs> this, 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 this needs to happen. If if he signed the one, uh, the the only uh, the weekday guys had a good take where the only I think it was I don't know who it was that said this, but the only reason I wanted him to sign a one day contract is despite Tom Curran because he said that wouldn't happen. I was like that's it. I, I'm I'm my Brady relationship lives primarily for spite. <laughs> 
love it. Love a good, love a good spike comment. Yeah. Pet, pet, petty Betty. I love it. And, but oh, Brady gave me 20 years, but is it possible to burn 20 years of goodwill in three years when you're playing footsie with the dolphins for three straight years? And it's a one day contract going to fix it. And all we have is this, uh, Endless Brady Belichick scoreboard nonsense. Right. That that's what I wanted, and that's what I wanted to get to because, and I said this on the uh, on Entitled Town earlier this week. I, I understand that Brady interview and that Brady with Belichick interview on Let's Go. It was very emotional. It was all of that, but to me, I, I again, I wish Brady was a little bit more forceful in in all of the. Defending in his defense of Bill Belichick, I, I I hate that it took him having to retire for you having to defend Belichick's honor because Belichick has defeated defended Brady's honor in a lot and and sometimes he shouldn't in days that he shouldn't have and to me I I understand the impl- implications of it that he was a Buccaneer and you know you can't I mean what are you doing talking about a guy that's not even in your conference. But it's the guy you work with. And even in the offseason, you know, sometimes, you know, you can still talk about him. You can still mention him. And anytime, you know, one of your former teammates goes on social media, I mean, you are social media too. I mean, you don't just have to use it for, you know, promoting, you know, your sleepless, your sleep uh, Under Armour sleepwear that costs $900. And you know, you can you can use Twitter to defend the honor of your former coach. What it comes down to is Brady, and I don't think this is a stunning revelation to anybody that's paid attention to Belichick and Brady over the years. Brady has a slightly bigger ego than Bill Belichick does. People love to think because he's because Belichick is you know sort of off putting with the media and what have you that that's ego. It's not. It's that he's doing what he thinks is best. At the end of the day, Belichick cares about winning. Brady cares about winning, but when it gets down to this criticism component, Belichick will defend Brady because Brady helped him win, and he always said players won games. Brady doesn't want it, and I believe him when he says he does not want it to be a him or Belichick thing, a divisive issue. But if it's going to be one, I think Brady wants to be the one ahead. And I think that's the thing that we have to take away from that is that part of Brady's mystique here is that he's a maniacal competitor if this is becoming a competition he wants it not to be but when people are going to make it one i think he fucking wants to win and i don't even begrudge him that in in a sense i you know he's not the one creating this it's you know he didn't create the brady versus belichick thing that i think what he said was appropriate on the pod with you know saying that it's after they wrote all the glowing great things they said well maybe we should talk about you know, who's made who and the divisive and the negative. And so it got created over time, but I, I I just, I can't judge a wild animal for acting like a wild animal. I can't judge a relentless competitor for acting like a relentless competitor. And Brady wants to win in anything. He wants to win in a beer chugging contest. He wants to win in a karaoke contest. He wants to win in a football game. He wants to win after football at the end of the day. I can't blame him if people turn this into a competition for him wanting to be the winner between him and Belichick. But I do believe him that he truly doesn't want it to be a competition. But when it was, I think he just sort of was letting it happen. You know, he was like, I'm not going to right now. I'm coming out good. This is helping the Brady brand. I'm coming out good. I'm winning. I don't, I, I think he was just fine to let that all skate. And now he realizes see, but- that the best thing to do for him is to close that gap. But don't you think that the Brady, don't you think that the Brady brand, I don't think it needs any more, it needed any more, you know, pushing up. I don't think it needed any more. Uh, it didn't, you know? but, it's, it's, but, but it's the competitive nature. He wants to be I, the best at everything. I, I think it has to also yeah. be like craft. I want to remain above the fray. I don't want to get my hands dirty. And I has to be more of that. A little bit like I'm above all of this stuff. I'm above this petty stuff and Belichick could care less and whatever. I mean, 
but like you know look what they're doing to look how they're massacring your boy for lack of a better meme is like <laughs> the, the, the ride Rosillo said the plan was to push Brady out for Stidham and Cam Newton like and everyone's just like yeah that was the plan how was that the plan <laughs> it, it, and and yeah and that's where it gets lost and it it was never the plan like at the end of the day, and I think I talked about this uh, uh, in one of my many tweets on the Brady topic, but it's at the end of the day, I'm not saying that him and Belichick were taking, you know, tandem boat, you know, bike rides together and holding hands, skipping down the lane. Look at your boss and whatever work you do, you're going to still be working for that boss in 20 years. You're going to like that boss every day for 20 years. Or are you going to get damn tired of working for that boss at a certain point, even if you respect them, admire them, look up to them even? You're going to get tired of that relationship, and that's fine, and that's what happened here. And then they talked after he left, and everything was good. The concept of this like deep-rooted hatred, this is not Bold and the Beautiful or Young and the Restless or one of the other you know, soap operas. This is just a business to both of these guys. This is their careers. And so they operated like work. He has no one else he'd rather be tied to, and I believe him, because he just got a little sick of working for the same guy for 20 years, and I can't blame somebody for that. I'm not sure I want to work anywhere for 20 years or work with the same people anywhere for 20 years. That's a long haul. That's not how work is normally done anymore. This isn't the 50s where people worked for 40 years and got a golden watch and walk away. Look at every other historical quarterback there's been. Peyton Manning left the Colts. In fact, Peyton Manning was pushed out in Indianapolis oh, for Andrew Luck. Let's call Much a spade uglier. a spade. And yeah, exactly. And then you're talking about Joe Montana. You're t- like, look, with the exception of like Marino, who never won, and Elway, who didn't win till very late in his career. All of these guys that have success and are legendary Super Bowl winning quarterbacks or legendary quarterbacks based on stats have eventually gone elsewhere. And it's because it's really fucking hard to work for the same person for 20 years, even if you love them. It's just difficult. That's all this is, is that there was a conflict about which way to go next or, you know, some small issues that they were going to work. And those things mount up. You get frustrated, you move on, you have one conversation, and you hash it out. There's not hatred. There was probably some animosity at the time where Brady was getting ready to go. That's fair. But it's not this, you know, it's not this Montagues and Capulets bullshit that the Boston media wants to push. Montagues and Capulets. Well, Belichick's and Brady's. That's that's Shakespeare's down. Down bad. Shakespeare's down bad. Shake, shake. Yeah, yeah. What a, what what a downgrade for Shakespeare to get quoted on this podcast. <laughs> I know, right? What, wow, educating people and and giving them uh, hot patriot steaks. Well, wow, interesting. Um, but here's another thing that people get so wrong and has been uh, swept as if it isn't true. In fact, but in fact, it is. Um, and a shout out to Dave Brown. He posted uh this clip from Howard Stern, which it was, or it was up, a, it was up a few years ago. But I don't know what happened, but it, it's Brady on the Howard Stern show talking about him deciding to leave prior to the 2019 season. Everyone thinks that it was, uh, it was a, an immediate rash decision. Oh, I hate, I hate it here. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm sure he definitely did not. He definitely was miserable Brady, but you can't say the Patriots didn't make an effort to retain him after that season because he called Rob Kraft and called Bill Belichick to tell them that he wasn't coming back. So listen to this. He probably knew before the start of last season that it was my last year. And I and tried you... to, you know, I, I, I knew that, you know, it was just our time was, you know, it's, you know, our time was, was coming to an end. I never cared about legacy. I mean, I, I could give a about that's never, I never want to. That last part, I'm not sure. I think he cares deeply about his legacy. I think he cares deeply about, like you were saying, but I think he cares deeply about where he is in the pedestal, where he is on the hierarchy of NFL greats. But as far as that's concerned, 
yeah, he was just done. So he, it, it, he he doesn't yet equate legacy to competition. So he's was caring about winning the next season. He was caring about, you know, he was caring about being the ultimate com- competitor he was for 20 years. But once he retires, and I think quickly we're going to see he's going to care a whole lot more about legacy in his retired life because that's the only co- that's the competition that's, that's left there. Do you guys think that uh, some of the well, also it's really funny that uh, funny that uh, Brady didn't say Baba Booey, Baba Booey when he was on Howard Stern. But uh, you guys think Brady? <laughs> you guys worry what Brady will be like when he's on TV, and because they're going to ask him about this Belichick stuff. Is he going to be as diplomatic as he was recently on his pod? Is he going to uh, like? Compare like, is he going to say things like, "Well, I know what it's like to be pushed out the door," you know? I don't know what he's going to be like. Is he, like I said, he always wants to be above it all, but is that going to? Is he always going to be try to be above it all? I don't know. Uh, I, do I would imagine. I would imagine so, primarily because all of the Brady brand bullshit is probably still selling best in New England, despite going down to Florida for three years. Yeah, and so I think it's stores, all it, I, two, sto- two yeah. TV twelve stores. Exactly. So I think I think purely business decision. Yeah. I also just think that there's not a lot of meat there. Now, down the line, could he care so much about his legacy that he decides to go down a rabbit hole? Sure. But at a certain point, we're also dealing with the fact that, you know, Bill Belichick is, you know, one of the oldest coaches in the NFL. It's going to, you know, at a certain point, Brady is going to look like he's, you know, committing elder abuse if he tries to go out there and slander (laughs) Belichick like it's just you know at a certain point it's going to be Belichick's not making public appearances he's not you know and that will come you know next 10-15 years like you're not talking about that being a long time off so depending on how long Brady is on TV depending on how much you know that it's all going to come down to that but I, I just I think if you're looking purely business and I also would hope that he would not push that um just out of respect, if nothing else, for craft and to not undermine the success that is so tied to his legacy. It, uh, yeah, and I think like uh, Brady's legacy is much. He wants it to be cleaner because how many NFL, how many great quarterbacks have drama? Like you don't hear much about yeah, how did Joe Montana feel when Bill Walsh told him to take a seat on the bench during a playoff game in 87. Like you don't really hear Montana have an ax to grind against Bill Walsh at all, which I'm, and I'm pretty sure he wasn't happy about that. You know, Montana also didn't have the media we have today. I think that's another piece that gets lost here is just that we have insight to the goings on and lack of insight to the goings on, but still reporting anyway um, from various media sources and that's, I think that says a lot. Like if Mont, if this, if Twitter and the level of reporting was around now, that's around now was around when Montana was benched in a play, in a playoff game. When Montana went to, it was Kansas City, right after San Fran. Yeah, Kansas. went to Can, went to Kansas City. Like I think we would be hearing a lot of similar coverage from a lot of different people with a lot of different axes to grind. I don't know. San Francisco, I feel like Boston isn't the exception where you get the feeling the media hates the team to the point where it's like the analogy I like to use is uh, a Red uh, a Red Sox player gets caught with a DUI and Don, Dan Sonnesy is going to break the story and the writer and the, but the player says, I'll give you five million dollars to not run the story. And Sank would probably say, I'll pay five million dollars to run this story. Whereas everyone else would be like, they just take the money. New York would take the money. Chicago would take the money. So like, I, I feel like even with all the media we have, what makes Boston exceptional is there is this unique negativity and vitriol that I don't think is in the Southern California area. It's possible, but I would also say that I Going back to Brady's point about they wrote all the nice things and then moved to the negative things, I think we have not seen in really like maybe Golden State might be an exception, but but basketball has had dynasties pretty routinely throughout their existence, so it doesn't sort of get tired there. Um, 
but football especially we have not seen a dynasty in the digital age outside of the patriots so i am curious if we're going to see with the next you know great team and it's looking you know it's looking like the chiefs are on their way to being that perennial contender you know you're not saying dynasty they've won one title you're not but 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 dan orlowski is we'll talk about that in a little bit yeah no he said the eagles are going to be a dynasty (laughs) yeah eagle if the eagles win the super bowl it would be a disappointment if they don't become a dynasty. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Is it is it the Legion of Boom all over again? Anyway, it's just <laughs> it, it's just this. You know, I so I, I do wonder as we see these great teams come up, and if there is a consistently great perennial team for more than a decade, do we start seeing similar negative coverage? It's going to be hard because I think you'd have to keep the same quarterback and head coach for the duration of that. And as great as the Chiefs have been for the past five seasons, Andy Reid is also getting older as a coach. I don't know how much longer he has the stomach for coaching. And so at a certain point, if the head coach changes, does that change their relationship with the media? Does it feel fresh to them, new happy stories? So it's really like, I I think the the older dynasties, the uh, Cowboys, the 49ers, the, the those crews had the same for, for the most part had the same coach for a long period of time um and ran with success there for a long time and then and you like so I'm I'm wondering if we get a similar dynasty um in the modern age beyond the Patriots if the national media turns on them the same way that the national media and the local media to your point Vinny turned on the Patriots uh, if, if they yeah because it's getting bad like uh, we have all heard phil perry basically say like when brady said you're trying to tear us apart and it was never one or the other i'm not me without him and he's not me without he's not him without me it's like well you're misremembering things and it's like no i'm not no you're, you're it's uh they just there's just like vindictiveness and lying and I can't really stand it, but I'm it's sorry, silly. I lost my point. It is silly. no, and it's, it's they cater to the lowest common denominator, and that lowest common denominator doesn't have the capability, like I, I assume that we do, and people listening to us do, that to decipher that what they're being fed is bullshit, and it, it they they can't decipher that, so they listen, they 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 think that somebody like Phil Perry who isn't he's he may be connected as far as having sources but he isn't connected to number one what the fans want and number two what 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 the players think (laughs) because clearly he he didn't listen he didn't listen and it's like if anything like i hate to be like well it was actually like this person that did it but it's like if anything like giselle probably wanted brady out of out of new england more than brady did uh in the late 2010s like what did she say uh i think it's reported she said that uh, he was tired of being johnny fucking foxborough <laughs> right and I, like I and that's all of that it, it just comes back to the point that i think general like office disagreements would not drive clicks and would not drive four-hour radio shows Mm-mm. and that's what this was it was office politics yeah, it's I, plain I, plain as day i want yeah I, I want my own i want to saddle run a team just like manning did the broncos i want antonio brown back i don't care that it that you listened to me last time and it went bad and i uh, want to be right. told what to do I, i'm the director of my team i am you know, I want to select the members of my team and I want to be able to run my my sector of our company with some autonomy. And then yeah. somebody says, I don't see it that way. I'm the chief executive officer and I'm going to select the members of your team because they are integral to other portions of the company. And it becomes a disagreement and they go, OK, it might be best for yeah. us all to move on. That's and- office politics that's all it is and people want to turn it into they hate each other and i don't see how they possibly could uh, in the long run in the long run they both made yeah. each other brady is 100 right like they both made the success for one another like brady made 
the later run easier on Belichick because he was like a coach on the fucking field. And Belichick made the first run easy on Brady because he made sure there was an elite defense and he was really hands on with Brady and got the right pieces around him. They made life easy for each other for 20 years and then decided to move on. They probably disagreed just like I will disagree inevitably with my boss at work, just like anybody else will when they go to their offices, just like you'll disagree with a, a spouse, just like you'll disagree with family. It's, it doesn't mean you hate them. It means you had a disagreement. You have one conversation and you move on. And that seems like what happened in the um, Brady return to Foxborough um, when the Bucks came up a couple of years back was they had their one conversation and they're good. Yeah, people always bring up also like the contract, like, well, Brady wanted the guarantee year. And it's like Brady was, I know this is now another conversation altogether, but Brady didn't even respond to that deal he got from the Patriots. He did not want anything to do with New England after 2019. He was done and it had nothing to do with, you know, first off, like the, the two narratives is that Belichick praises everyone up and down. But when nowadays, when Brady was here, he was like, he could care less. That's one bullshit narrative. And then when, you know, the whiffing on the draft pick in 2019, it's like, well, Brady wouldn't have looked at the roster and said, oh, what are we doing here? It's like, no, Brady didn't even respond to the offer. He didn't care. He wanted out. And like, I don't begrudge him for wanting out. I begrudge him for how he's handled the last three years. He doesn't have to go out of the way and say, well, it's ex awesome because I get the politics or whatever behind it. But I could. I would respect it if he just said he didn't run me out and I would like it if everyone, I would like it if yeah, my that, dad, that's what I want. Yeah. And I would like it if my dad could stop talking. That well, that's, that's the bigger problem. Like his dad, I saw him on a, a, a on a, a channel seven report in Boston just this past week, get, get, get him out in front of the camera. My goodness gracious. And he's dangerous. Like he's more dangerous than I think anybody in his family. Cause it's, it's, he runs off at them. I get, I get it. He's the dad. The dad's always the most supportive of the son. I get it. It's, he's junior. He, he's, he's named after you. I get it all, but God, like, it's just to me, to me, he irks me. He he's worse than, I don't know. It, oh God. At, at the end of the day, it's like it's all moot to when you have the evidence and a franchise being dock draft picks for flirting with another franchise, a division rival in the time like you're clearly not interested in coming back. If you're talking to other teams against the collective bargaining agreement, agreeing to secret meetings and going off and doing that, I'm sorry. Like you can't, you can't say that like, and he's not trying to say it. The media is trying to say it to be fair. He goes on Howard Stern and says, I, I probably knew I was done. And which is him saying, yeah, I was playing footsies with the dolphins and yeah, you know, I'm, I, I knew I was done, but the media wants to play it as like Belichick forced him out the door. If Belichick forced him out the door, it would be because they found out he was flirting with the Miami Dolphins. If they, well, if he got pushed out the door, it's, you don't want to be here? Then you don't want to be here. Fine. We're going to make you an offer. Feel free to take it. But, like, we're not going back and forth with you on this because you're clearly ready. You clearly are playing with one foot out the door. I don't know that they know, but if there was any pushing out, it would be because Brady started it by flirting with the Miami Dolphins. And that's... Like it's at, there's evidence laid out in front of you. The NFL put out the report that said it happened. Like, and no one's disagreeing with the fact that it happened. It's not like, you know, the NFL's trying to teach us science. It's the NFL trying mm. to show what happened and no one arguing with it. And the results of it are pretty clear that Brady was one foot out the door before any of this whole quote unquote pushing him out the door would have ever happened. How about how about when Tom Curran uh, wrote about that tampering meeting and saying basically, oh, Belichick forced him to do it because he felt so unloved by uh, Belichick. If only if if only he had named him the fictional Patriot of the Week. If he had only <laughs> yeah, you know, like they're, named, they're yeah. talking talking about him like he's a two year old child who has no autonomy of his mind and has no. Yeah. control over what he does like come on stop your, it your, that. your boss didn't give you a, a pat on the ass for right. 20 years like listen you can hate your boss that's fine you should but like you're you're 40 and he's 70 you what do you want from him and and, it, it, and the dad coming out and doing the comments people forget when you like i just anybody listening when you talk to your family about your job 
if do you talk about when you fuck up or do you talk about when everyone else fucks up and what's the 99 of what they hear when you do things really well and when the other person fucks up right so I want you to think about the angle Tom Sr. has and the viewpoint he has. That's his worldview because that's the lens he's been given because that's how kids talk to their parents about jobs. That's how like spouses and siblings. And when you talk to family, it's never, oh, I did this really fucking stupid thing today. And the you know coach set me straight. It's, oh, you know. I, I don't know that I love that coach did this today, or I would have done this a little different. It's just the way that we all talk. Again, office, politics, all it is. Tom, dad, uh, Tom, how was your day? Well, dad, uh, coach said, I can't stand it. Huddle up and run it again, Brady. Oh, <laughs> good job. And I son. thought I had done it. I And I thought I had done it pretty good. Like <laughs> <laughs> He says he's going to replace me with Damon Heward. <laughs> It's crazy. Uh, well, yeah. I want to talk about um speaking of uh the we were talking about the one day contract and Chris Gasper, you know, Kid Gas himself wrote an article about the one day contract saying, Oh, no thanks, blah 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 blah. I didn't read it. You shouldn't read it. It's from the Boston Globe. It sucks. But the reason why I'm bringing it up is because of this G League uh Boston Globe. I think he's a he's an op-ed columnist for the Boston Globe. So again, G League, he doesn't really matter to, to anybody. Um his name is Scott Lee, Scott Lehigh, I guess. And he quote tweets the article from Chris Gasper that says, Chris speaks for expats nation here, or at least for this member of same. And it, it's it's <laughs> First of all, like I guess this was his tweet to say hi. I'm I, I'm a person who writes for the Globe. Don't don't you know me? Hello, um, and and this per this idiot who who uh, comments on the page. He says you're no longer a Patriots fan because they got rid of Brady. They moved to being my second favorite team while Brady was playing for the Bucks. But I didn't completely walk away from them. I admire you for doing so. Which I mean, bullshit. But then he says the reason why he moved on from the Patriots is because he was very tired of Bill's sullenness. So it wasn't hard <laughs> that, to me. It, it, first of all, if you, if you're quote unquote expats, then your opinions regarding the Patriots don't count, don't count and don't matter. Cause first of all, you, you're not a Patriots fan. So you, why are you following a team that you're not a fan of? It, it, it makes it's odd to me. You're wasting your time on a team that you don't like. And then, and then he claims that Bill Belichick is selling, that he doesn't, that he cries a lot, and he he uh, he doesn't acknowledge lot. Which, I mean, if I had time, I would I would get. I mean, there's there's twenty years almost of him taking responsibility for losses, taking responsibility for uh, cuts that he made, and taking responsibility for players that he picked up i mean it, it the list is endless i mean i'm thinking about in 2020 for example why everyone was complaining he comes out he goes on um, i believe serious xm radio and explains what happened with the cap face what happened with all that and you know it was a whole it was a whole thing with, with charlie weiss and pat kieran and i mean again i could go through a whole long list of belichick taking responsibility for things that he's done and so this guy just had an excuse. He just had a reason to come out and, and be an asshole, and he got ridiculed for it. And I just wanted to acknowledge that. Yeah, I mean, anybody who is interested in my thoughts really on this can check the lengthy Twitter back and forth. But the the what was most interesting was that it nailed down to that unsportsmanlike, you know, you know, he was unsportsmanlike was the excuse. And it, Belichick can be you know, sullen with the media. Sure. I'll, I'll grant you that. That's, but like, I think that's the media's fault personally, but don't, don't, you know, neither here nor there. Unsportsmanlike is not something Belichick is. He has never blamed the refs for a loss. He has never blamed the opponent. You know, he has never ridiculed the opponent in a, you know, concrete way. He has never, you know, if you want to say that he is mad after a loss and doesn't want to deal with the media that's not being unsportsmanlike that's not making your job easy or be, that's being mean to your friends at the globe um and so then it gets what it gets down to is just oh 
you know, then it's, oh, I think Spygate was pretty unsportsmanlike, was what he jumped to. Fabulous. Sure. I, I said, I'm not getting into the discussion of Spygate because that's a rabbit hole I just, I'm, I'm tired of. But if that was, if Spygate was something that you felt was so unsportsmanlike that you would turn your back on the team, why were you sticking around for a whole ass other decade to get that done? Like, th- that's what it comes down to. Whole ass, you know, decade, and then you step away. Oh, it was Brady. I liked Brady. No, you didn't. You liked winning. You liked winning. And now that there's not as much winning, now now you're like, oh, well, now Belichick's a problem. No, no, no. Your morals are for sale for victories. Go off, enjoy the next franchise, and the next one, and the next one, and the next one. If you're expats, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. Goodbye. Now he, he's going to be rooting for, for the NFL on Fox. That's his next uh, team. That he'll be right. rooting for. Yep, he's, he's on. Yeah, Gronk and Brady on NFL on Fox. Yep, he'll be just tuned in there, you know, rubbing one out while Gronk says makes the 75th 69 joke of the week. <laughs> he's going to inadvertently blow a load when he hears uh, the running back got 69 yards. He's going to think that's a joke because that's how fried his brain's going to be. Absolutely. Uh, no, but at the end of the day, who who hates themselves? more when uh uh when they're winning than like who does not want to win more than boston media and boston fans as you know chris berman said a long time ago boston fans ain't happy unless if they're miserable and you know it was like i i liked brady it's like i read that thread just now that the guy said brady could be a poor sport i'm mad he didn't shake hands all the time when he lost like okay fine you want to parse out how many times is X not staked hands. How many times has Jordan or LeBron not staked hands? Like, who fucking cares? You, you cry, keep crying over it. Grow the fuck up. At the end and of the, the day, thing, it's just, it's, oh, go ahead, Chuck. No, I was going to say the thing about the media is, and here, in that this is why I believe that uh, this, we, this called Entitled Town, Entitled Weekend, because the media, I believe, feels entitled to Belichick being a certain way for them, not for us, because they, again, the media thinks that they are the the arbiters of, of, you know, they think that they are the vessel between the players and the coaches and us, how we consume information. And they're not. And increasingly, it's going down that the fans are more in tune to what the team is than the media is. That's This is why you have some, I mean, there are fans who are working for the Patriots currently. You know, you have uh, Alex Alex uh, Barth and you have Evan Lazar who are working for the team now and they were Patriots fans. So it it these it the media is seemingly asking for Bill, Bill Bella to feel like well, you're not entitled for Bill Bella to act a certain way for you to anything. The only thing you're entitled to is getting the answer to your question and that's it. He can answer it any way he wants to. He can Act any way he wants to, but as long as you get your answer, you can't say you can say whatever he can say whatever he wants. Right, and I was just going to take it a step further and say that at the end of the day, this is what happens when the media treats the filet mignon we've been handed for the last twenty years as you know ground beef. Because then when we're back to ground beef, like every other franchise, and we're trying to build our way back up, that looks like dog food to them and that's what we're dealing with now is it's the underselling of what the patriots accomplished for the better part of the of the dynasty really since 2010 2011 there's been uh holistically a a lot more negative coverage than positive even when they've been successful you know the the famous shaughnessy tomato cans comments and the you know all of those things to undermine what the unprecedented success that they were having to make it seem like ground beef like it was so easy anyone could do it it was the most accessible thing you could have and now that there's normal football behavior happening in New England. It looks like dog food to the media and they're acting as such. And it's just, it's a continuing symptom of their own disease of lacking to understand what the Patriots did from 2001 to 2019, 20, whatever time, whatever, wherever you want to draw that, that 18, 19, 20, wherever you would want to draw that line in the sand. But it's just foolishness and it's a continuing poisoning of the Boston media. No, and that's that's all it really is. That's what they uh, we were given 
as you say, like a flaming on for, I can't say that word right. We were given a stake for 20 years and we complained and cried about it. Now we're back to like what a, a Turk of Delhi Turkey. And we're just like complaining about it. We, the, the 12 and four was the nadir in 2019. Like, Oh, I can't get worse than this. It was like yeah, 12 and four. We were still <laughs> leading the division. And it's like, no, no, it still was terrible. Everything was terrible. And now that we're a normal football team, we want, and you know, we, we want uh, everything different. We, I know people who just want us to throw the ball around and, and sling it. You know, I don't, they don't want any technique anymore. They don't want uh, any system. They just want, they just want to see the ball fly around 50, 60 times a game. You know, they want a more fun brand of football that ball, regardless of if it wins or not. Like fans don't really want anything. I don't know. I don't think they want anything other than that now. I took myself. I took put myself on mute. You guys could talk now. Oh, okay. Well, I, I just wanted to get a quote from from your uh, for your chat there. See, 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 had anything to say? But um, it yeah, it, this this entire thing has, and and really, a lot of their jobs would not be job. They would not have jobs if it were not for the Patriot success. Ninety five, the sports hub would not exist without the Patriot success, and that is an undeniable fact. That station, that station exists because of the success of the Patriots. So much so that they had to sign with the Patriots, and more times over than any of us would like to, because of the success of the Patriots. And so, you know, we'll have to deal with it. But it, again, you 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 aren't entitled to the way the coach acts. You're entitled to the questions that that you ask and the answers that you get. And I want to go back. I want to go. Speaking of dynasties and fake dynasties and and people not realizing what the patriots did for 19 plus years it the, the super bowl you know the, the eagles and the chiefs to me this entire week has kind of been a snore fest and 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 that isn't to say i don't i, I don't think the game's going to be good or it might be good it might be but this whole week to me and i was telling the guys this before we started, it just nothing was going on until Friday. And on Friday, it just seemed like I guess uh, an edict was made to just say, you know, all your all your shitty takes, you got to get rid of them now, because if you don't do it now, you'll never get a chance to. And so it just it came like a deluge, like a waterfall, the, the shit takes. And what I'm referring to is this dynasty talk is the the definition of the word dynasty and I, I think we need to i think some people need to actually watch dynasty to understand what dynasty means because a dynasty is a long time coming it is not a one one year in, in instance it is a multiple year uh dominant force of, of, of nature it is it is but but According to uh, guys who don't know how, don't know their ass from the end zone, like Dan Orlovsky, um, if, if the Eagles aren't a, dis aren't a dynasty, it's a disappointment. Here's what he had to say. I think if the Eagles don't become a dynasty, it's a disappointment. The, the way the roster is built. So in 2020, this was a bad roster. Howie Roseman rebuilt this roster in two years. And to RC's point, that they have got a... Yeah, I don't need to play the whole thing because it's stupid, but... I want to play another clip from, uh, I believe it was, I believe it was, uh, what's his name? Oh, here it is. It's Maurice Jones-Drew. And again, CTE does a, does a number on these people. Um, he says that, this is what he says. I, I don't think any team has done what they've done on the last five years, though. Mm -hmm. Right? Five AFC championship games, first place or first seed majority of the time, like you said. And to me, what I hate most about these takes is the the plastic Barbie dolls just nodding her head like, oh, yes, it's true. Yes, it's not true. <laughs> the 2011 to 2018 Patriots uh, are waving high frantically with their hands. They're like, hello, we did that <laughs> eight years in a row. We played against so, you. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 pretty it's pretty unbelievable. The the. 
the not just the rewriting of history, they're trying to erase the Patriots' actual dynasty in favor of the Chiefs. And again, the Chiefs are a talented team. Patrick Mahomes is really good. But come on, like we can't stop. If you have to erase history or rewrite history to make it sound better for you, then the argument's lost. I mean, it's just look back to Super Bowl 39, the promos around it. Um, I think I saw recently somebody put up the Steelers AFC championship game there as well. The whole thing. The whole promotional material is geared around the term dynasty. And it's because after 03, coaches, media, former players all came out and said what a dynasty is, is winning three rings in a in a four-year span. That was what a dynasty was considered. Um, I believe some people said that you could do three and five. But like it, that's what quote like three rings was a requirement to be a dynasty in a short time with like the same general leadership, whether it be coach quarterback or a lot of your core stays, et cetera. If we're it like we were gatekept from that for until 2004, like it was very clear that was what the expectation was. And now that the Patriots did it for 20 years, now the floodgates are open. Everybody's a dynasty now. It's, you know, you win one and you're a potential dynasty. Which is fair, but why are we talking about it after one? Talk, Talk about, about it after that. two. It's not it's, that hard. Like, this like, is just, it's the dumbest argument. It's the dumbest argument. And, uh, like, I don't care what people think is a dynasty. At the end of the day, there's levels to dynasty if you're not, if you're going to call things a dynasty. And, the, you know, if if a cup of coffee at the top of the league is a dynasty, then the Patriots fucking owned the coffee shop. Like it, it's just at the end of the day, you just got to keep that understanding and have the levels of it. There was a really well thought out take from, I believe it's an athletic reporter from Kansas city um, who talked a lot about like what the Patriots did was really fucking hard. And we don't have the chiefs don't have to be the Patriots to be a great team. And that's 100% the truth. And it's, we shouldn't be belittling, belittling what the Patriots did to make every other team sound great, just like every other team shouldn't have to do what the Patriots did to be great. Are the Chiefs a dynasty yet? No. Are they on a great run that their fans should be ecstatic about? And are they the best team of the past five years in the NFL? Yes. Without a qu- without question, without doubt, that's the truth. So, like, it, it's just we, like, the, the success of the Patriots threw off the scale, and now it's deemed easy to do what they did or it's gatekeeping other teams from being considered great there's just levels that people have to be aware of and i i just think it's a stupid argument at the end of the day um let the teams that are great now be great now and we can worry about their dynasty status after they finish being great or once they've reached that point where it's undoubtedly a dynasty you remember anyone remember the, the lead up to Super Bowl 44, Super Bowl 45, where it felt much more appropriate to talk about the cults and paid Manning in those terms? Because there was like talks about like if Manning wants to pass Brady, this is the moment he has to win it. And then, you know, the the the, the Steelers had like dynasty talk. If they win, it's three out of five. This is like, okay, so, you know, the, the nobody did what the Chiefs have done in the last five years. Yeah, nobody's taken advantage of, what, the, the worst coaching in the last 20 years. No one's taken advantage of the fact that they've been able uh, – of the fact that they've been able to – I don't know what. No one ever pushed them out of the fucking uh, – made them play a road game in the playoffs. It's like bullshit. I'm supposed to – I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry. I went off the rails a bit. Uh, no, I think no, I think you hit it. It's just you know, the the at the end of the day, it's terms are going to change meaning and what have you. But just like they're, they're understand, the Astros. Yeah, they're the let, they're the Astros. Yeah, let let teams that are great right now be like be great right now, and sort out the historical nature after. We're in such a fucking rush that people are going to miss things. If you're consistent, like, here's the thing. Mahomes loses tomorrow, and he's 1-2 in Super Bowls, and 
then he might not get back for five or six years. And all of a sudden you're having a different conversation about him. And that sort of sucks. That's where we've asked too much of great players to do what the Patriots did. And it, it just sort of like, it looks like he underachieved at a certain point. And could he, I guess there could be conversations about that down the line, but like, I just, I hate the concept that if they are not the Patriots, great teams have underachieved. No, the Patriots overachieved as a great team. Let the other great teams just be great and sort the details out after. It's just endless at this point. Don't rush through the moment. Appreciate what's happening now. It's awesome how like uh, the Patriots are also despised, but also we want someone to replace them so quick. Nobody's like that with LeBron. Nobody's like that with them. Like, oh, we'll never see him again. He's the greatest ever. We got to appreciate it. No one wants to crown a replacement. If anything, the NBA moves heaven and earth to make sure there is no replacement, (laughs) you know? And, yeah, and it, 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 it's yeah, right. Everybody like golf. Everybody like Tiger. Everybody loves Tiger Woods. I I like Tiger Woods, but I love. Tiger. He was winning all those championships. Everyone loved them, but then it's like, oh, well, well, who's the next? And you can't find that because it's hard to when you get when you get all the way up to that level, that quote unquote goat status. You can't you you can only you can't attempt to replace that because you, it's impossible. No, no and, and, and when. Sorry, no, go, please. No, no, no you're, you you're go. good. All right. Um, I was just going to say the Patriots won something like 40 some odd games more than the next closest team over like a 15 year span. They won like three seasons more worth of games than the next closest team. Like, do people get how fucking bonkers that is? Do people get that that's just not what teams do for 10, 15 years? It's incredible. We've just got to move on. Sorry, Vin, go ahead. Well, basically, like, I guarantee you, like, because everybody has the media, has the has the uh, memory of a goldfish. I guarantee you when the when we look around in five, ten years and go, I guess Mahomes won't be the goat. There'll be some other guy who's like, but this guy, he'll be better than Brady. He'll recreate the Patriots dynasty like it. It never it never ends. If uh, uh, Mahomes can win the Super Bowl and conceivably next year, Travis Kelsey's old and. Uh, Mahomes gets sacked in the blind side and gets a concussion or I'm not wishing things on that, but I mean, like, you know, things can happen. Things can change. Dale and Hertz could, you know, win the Super Bowl and like, this is the new dynasty. And all of a sudden, no, 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 it's not good. No more. People don't appreciate how things in the NFL change. Nobody cares, like, uh, cares about, uh, you know, how quick things change, how, what's the word fickle? Is that the word fickle or is it? Uh, That's a good yeah, word. Fluid. Yeah. The, the league is, the league is fickle. The league is fluid. You're right. The and it's, and, yeah. and just, and just to wrap things up, I think that it, 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 what, what, what's really taking this to a new level is people are starting to catch on to it. Like a few years ago, they were all, well, we hate the brave, we hate the Patriots thing. But I think takes like these, people are starting to realize what you know what they have do yeah i'll just i'll just add that i think we also have to look at how talented a lot of the teams are in the league right now and how talented a lot of the quarterbacks are it's it's you know there there was a lull after there was a lull after brady manning rogers breeze where there weren't a lot of like elite level quarterbacks that came in andrew luck had a cup of coffee i know there were a lot of injuries there he could have been at that status but looking at the quarterbacks in the league today you can look at roughly a dozen and say those are high-end quarterbacks i think are likely to win a super bowl you've got Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, um, Herbert, uh, you know, and Al, I think I forget if I mentioned Josh Allen or not, um, Burrow, uh, you know, it's there's you just keep rattling off the names and you're like, if everybody on that list gets like one or two rings, nobody's separating. And that's the nature of the evolution of a game. And that, you know, it took a little while for a next batch of quarterbacks to come in and come together. And that, you know, could that have played a role in the continued existence of the Patriots as a dynasty? Sure. But looking at it now, when you've got that many guys who could all win a championship, 
it's going to be exceedingly difficult for somebody to rattle off four or five titles when there's probably a dozen quarterbacks who could get the job done on any given year. Yeah, no one can really win a ring. I mean, like, this is the first generation where there's, like, a lot of of elite quarterbacks that you can look at and go, oh, they could legitimately retire without a ring. Like, Lamar Jackson, arguably, his best window was 2019, and now nobody knows. Nowadays, like, nobody knows what to do with him now. It's like, he's great, but he keeps getting hurt, and now we're going to have to pay him all his money, and what are we going to do with a quarterback that we have to pay God knows how much of the salary cap to? It's not... It's not a 10-year commitment anymore with your quarterback. It's a five-year window, and you have to pay them, and you lose people. That, that's what happened with Mahomes. That's why Tyree Kill ain't on the team no more. And I respect what the Chiefs were able to do, where they made the choice. We're going to have to trade Tyree Kill, save some money, and get some draft capital for him because we're paying Mahomes, and we can't afford to pay both. How many right. teams are going to do that? Are the Bills going to be Are the Bills yeah. going to be able to do that? They're, uh, Allen and Stephon Diggs are going to make a lot more money next year. And we have so much talent, but like, man, that new rule in the CBA they made in 2011 really screwed over teams. It's, it's going to be hard. Off. It's going to it's going to be hard, but it's equally going to be hard for one quarterback to rattle off a lot of championship runs. Uh, you know, certainly what the Chiefs are doing right now is crazy. Um, but I also, you know, they've also had some difficulty retaining. They've had some diff- so like I just, I just don't like. I think it's going to be exceedingly difficult with so many guys who can get hot, and it's going to become a little bit like the goal. T- I think it could become a little bit like the goaltender in the NHL for the Stanley Cup playoffs, where it's the hot hand could really mean a lot because a lot of these teams are going to be batched at the top. Oh yeah, Jalen Hurts. Oh, sorry, no go. I'm sorry, sec. No, go ahead with with that, and I'll just wrap it up. Teams get hot all the time. I mean, like, what was it last year? I mean, the the I mean, the, the Rams didn't really get hot. I mean, they kind of fell, in my opinion, they fell ass backwards in that ring. But you know, the uh, the the Bengals got hot last year. That the Eagles have been hot all year, and it's like uh, the Bucks got hot. It's never, it's rarely I dominated from September to the end. And I, I know the Eagles are fifteen and one. I know. But you don't get that primar- uh, primarily in the NFL. You get, you know, 11 and 5, 11 and 6, and then you rise, you know. I'd, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, Zach, you can, you can talk. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, I, I, it's, it's, it's a great point, Vinny. And I was just trying to find – you kind of helped me stall because I was trying to find the tweet when I messed up earlier when I was trying to rap because I was trying to find this tweet from this Chiefs fan. Well, he's a Chiefs fan, and but not only is he a Chiefs fan, he's an analyst for The Athletic in Kansas City. And a guy like this is saying this tweet, and I had to retweet it because it was so awesome. He says it in quote tweeting the clip from Dan Olofsky saying if the Eagles don't become dis- a dynasty, it's a disappointment. He says, it feels like the Patriots run, which has literally never happened in the NFL ever, has really messed with people's expectations for what great teams should accomplish. Basically, do what New England did, or it's a disappointment. Feels like the expectation. And that's that says it all. A Chiefs fan appreciating what the Patriots did, which is rare, on especially on Twitter. But not only is he appreciating it, he realizes how hard it is, and he realizes that it's a dumb point to say that one team is a dynasty if they would one championship. So um, I'm, I'm just glad that, you know, keep being dumb, ESPN, and, and you're going to keep losing ratings, and it's going to it's gonna win more people over to the Patriots. So, um <laughs> Vinny, do we have any emails from you? I don't know if I don't know if we do. I'm sure we. I'm sure I, I actually we have like four or five from um, in the entitled town account. I, I have no life. Of course, you have emails from me. I, I have no life after all. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, look, look, man. You, we 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 thank you for your uh, constant participation, and uh, yeah. I know a lot of that. A lot of that is is therapy. So, um, it's therapy, oh, this is it's therapy. therapy for us too. It's therapy it's for us therapy. too. I need it. We're not going crazy. So, does my insurance um, cover it? Probably not. Yeah, that's you have Mass Health yeah. or Tufts? Oh, <laughs> neither. Mm. <laughs> Fallon might, 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 might be out. Might be an out of market situation. Ah, uh, I got. Oh, I, I don't know. Well, I have Etna, so I don't know what any of you guys are talking about. But <laughs> yo, there she is. I, I was. I was hoping we would hear from her before the end of the show. Um, Sorry. 
it's okay. <laughs> hey, look, congrats on the sex. Um, <laughs> hey, so um, Vinny's at Sailboat Studios on Twitter if you want to check him out. Um, the, Bill's at the Fib 0624. I'm at Atomic Dog 5150. This has been entitled Weekend. If you want to, if you want to be like Vinny and email us constantly, you can email us at entitledweekend at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at entitled weekend. And until next time, turn off your radio, slugs. And that is it. The Patriots are going to be Super Bowl champions again. 24-21. Back-to-back. World championships. Three out of four. Yes, it's a dynasty.